everyone, and it's another episode of the Football Fignuts podcast. This is episode number 43. I am Craig. And I am Britt. And Britt, we're back again. Yes. Last week, the draft happened. Yes. A lot of stuff happened in the draft. Yes. Um, but first, as we always start. Yeah, what is this glass you have? We have a beer. We have a new, we actually have two beers this week. One we've had before. Oh, yeah. Uh, but this is a new beer that we've not had before. This is uh, from Thomas Hooker Brewery. This okay. is in Bloomfield, Connecticut. So Another it means local we'll have brewery. to go uh, visit. Well, this we'll one see is, how this tastes, this and then we'll decide if we're going. <laughs> this is a beer called Ode to Blumpy. Blumpy. It's an Indian pale ale, and on the cover of the can, there is a very, very. Uh, well, the whole it can takes it pretty much like takes it. up a. It's a cat's face on the whole can. Oh, okay. Um, it's a cool art style. I was trying to think of a name for the art style, but. Um, I'll read Blumpy's story really quick. Yeah, I'm going to try this while, while you, you read. Try, try that. Um, Blumpy's story. Ode to Blumpy was produced in the loving memory of our loyal brewery cat, Blumpy. Oh. A rescue, Blumpy ruled the roost at Hooker for nine years. She was fiercely independent, yet lovingly social, <coughs> social mascot. Whether sitting with patrons in our tasting room, hanging with the team on the production floor, or stealing the show during a brewery tour, she was and always will be in our hearts. So she's, I'm guessing, no longer with us. She's no longer with us. So this this beer was brewed in her honor and has her name. I was I was reading an article about brewery cats and distillery cats, and it's very common over in Europe. Um, Craig is taking his sip now while I chat to have multiple cats because mice are attracted to grain. I right. mean, it's that's, just, a, that's the way it is. Yeah. So um, my first sip of this, it's hoppy. But it's not like kill you hoppy. It's smooth on the back end, almost sweet as it finishes. Yeah, their description is light on bitterness, <clears throat> a bit a bit of spice, and heavy on the citrus aromics. Yeah, aromatics. I get, sorry, I get the citrus aromics a lot. I definitely agree. It's light on the bitterness. I could drink this seven percent. I could drink one of these, <laughs> at least on the podcast. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I agree. It definitely. You do get a sweet almost aftertaste. Yeah, ah, I like it's this. It's different one. for an IPA. Usually it is they're, um, a lot. You no, know, I don't know, a lot drier. It is, I should say, but it's I, good. Very and I good. think these folks are coming to the gathering at the Binds at Two Roads in May. Um, there is a it's an IPA centric or a hops centric uh, beer festival. Craig and I will be attending from twelve to three. We obviously have VIP free entry because. Of our podcast, that's a nudge, nudge, freaking lie. We already <laughs> bought our tickets. Lie. We paid for our tickets. We're gonna go <laughs> and have some beers. But New England Brewing Company is gonna be there, and if it's hop centric and it's Nebco, it's time for Fuzzy Baby Ducks. That's right. Which <coughs> is another another podcast favorite. So, and like I think you said before, these the uh, Thomas Hooker Brewery is also should be. I think they were there last year. Though we tried a lot of beer last year, it's a little fuzzy. My well, that's why I have untapped on my phone is so I can log them as I take them. I can go back <laughs> the next day and go, that's what I liked and that's why I didn't. So, all right, on to the news. Like you said, the draft happened. Let's get right into burning hot take questions. Craig, giving or receiving, what do you got? Uh, I'll do uh, receive. You will receive. Okay, great, because I have not prepared anything. <laughs> all right, uh, let's go with the trade that went down today. Okay. I had to grab the phone. Pardon me if I'm off mic for a second. All right. So in the NFL today, a trade went down between the Chiefs and the Browns. Okay. 
Kansas City acquires tight end Randall Telfer. Cleveland acquires Kansas City linebacker Daddy Dady? D-A-D-I. Daddy? You think I would know this guy? He played for us. Daddy Nicholas. (laughs) Okay. So Nicholas, linebacker to Cleveland. Okay. Telfer, tight end to the Chiefs. All right. Why? Um... Do you remember Travis Kelsey? I mean, why? I maybe they need special teams help. I don't know. Maybe they're looking at maybe some t- two maybe tight they need sets. a block, you know, a blocking tight end. I mean, they had Anthony Sherman at the other tight end, and he worked out really well. They did run a couple two tight end sets just to mess with people a couple years ago, but they let Sherman go. I mean, that says to me that Reed just wants some flexibility, right? So, but I mean, that's that's <clears throat> the Chiefs' uh, a, a fan opinion. Does this does this does this trade move the needle at all for you? Uh, no, on either team, not really. Not really. Okay, next question. Me. Back um, to you. What do you got? This was Ozzie Newsom's last draft. Yes, as the GM. Yes. of uh, the Ravens. Um. Now I'm going to bring up the page here. Okay. Uh, should have had this loaded already. Um, a lot of people say that Ozzie Newsom is a draft genius. Okay, and they say this because I'm going to pull up a list of his his draft history. Give me one moment. Okay. So at the beer, how would you um would you buy this again? Oh, absolutely. I like this a great deal. I mean, I don't I don't I think if I was presented with a list full of beers, this would be a finalist. I mean, that's the thing now. You go to most of these uh places that fancy themselves craft brew places and you ask for a beer menu or a list of beers and it's more extensive than the freaking wine list in a lot of places now, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's not, that's not what we're used to. Um, but if I went into a bar and there was only five or six beers on the list and this was one of them, I almost most certainly would, would order this. Nice. All right. So I'm going to list you some picks, uh, as you knew some had. Okay. Ed Reed. Uh huh. Terrell Suggs. Yep. Um, Dwayne Edwards. Mm hmm. Uh, Derek Anderson, Mark Clayton. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, <laughs> ben Grubbs, Joe Flacco, Ray Rice, uh, Cedric Pearman. Uh, those are the Super Bowl Tyrod Taylor. Uh, so those are just some. Tyrod Taylor was drafted by the by the Ravens, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I probably knew that and just didn't. And think then that. his um, his last pick, yeah, or for this year rather, he um he got Hayden Hurst, who was arguably the best tight end in the draft, right? And at that's at the twenty fifth pick, and at the very last pick of the first round, he got Lamar Jackson at thirty two. Okay. Uh, so would you say that Ozzie Newsom uh, knows what he's doing? Oh, there's no question. He knows what he's doing. They have a Super Bowl ring. They derailed they that. Don't. They derailed the um, the uh, the Harbaugh brothers. You know, uh, yeah. they, they they derailed the 49ers that were supposedly unstoppable after they ditched Alex Smith and uh, Colin Kaepernick was the future. You know, and everyone thought the 49ers were in the upswing. They made one Super Bowl and they they beat that team. They beat that Jim Harbaugh led team. And Harbaugh is not a slouch when it comes to planning offenses. Yeah. So, yes, he's a really good GM. I wish he wouldn't retire. 
I know. It's kind of sad. It's kind of sad for the Ravens. Now, is he retiring because he wants to do other things outside of football, or is he retiring um, because he wants to do other things other places? Not sure why he's retiring. Um, he took over in 2002 as the GM. And they did nothing before then. Not, not really, no. No, they have two Super Bowl rings since he's been there. Yeah. What other team outside of the Pats, can? and they've changed GMs multiple times, because don't forget, Belichick was not in control of player personnel when he first got there. When he very, very first got there, he was not the last decision maker. Um, because, oh, I forget the guy's name. Who's that guy? <laughs> the guy that the Chiefs went, Scott Pioli. Okay. We stole from the Pats. And that's when Belichick became the 100% decision maker on player personnel. Um, but before that, there was there was group decision making. There was shared decision making. So for a long time. So what other team outside of the Pats has won two Super Bowls since 2002 in the last 15 years? What team has won two Super Bowls with the same GM? None that I can think of. I mean, we'd have to stop and look, obviously. We but, would, I mean, that's but the, nothing that's jumping right out at me. Nobody jumps out to you. There is no GM out there that you're like, oh, well, don't forget, blah, blah, blah. There's nobody. Ozzy did it. And not only did Ozzy do it, but Ozzy was never the story in Baltimore. Ever. No. <laughs> Ever. Never heard about him other than the draft. And, no, you know. that's it. That's it. And then he just stood in the sidelines with his arms folded, a big grin on his face. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm smarter than all of you. <laughs> Good for him. I hope he, whatever's going on next with Ozzy Newsom's next step in life, I hope he enjoys it. I hope so, too. All right. Question the third. Okay. Comes to us from our good friend, Cinch. Hey. Cinch, by the way, Hi, has consented to be our first experimental guest. Um, you should um, clarify what that means. That means our first <laughs> experiment with actually Skyping in a guest there you, okay. to this podcast, which is going to happen in the next month. So in the next four or five episodes, you're either going to hear Cinch as a guest with his uh, phone voice coming through the computer or you're not going to hear any guest and realize that we couldn't pull it off. <laughs> so one way or the other, you're going to find out whether or not our guests are. We have we have so many friends in the industry, you know, I mean, and not like we're like the super most popular podcast. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to be bold here. But we've had a number of folks who said to us, hey, if you want a guest spot, call me. I'll do a guest spot on your thing. Multiple other podcasts have offered to do that. I mean, that's just the community we're a part of, you know, so we really want to get this going. Um, but yes. All right. So anyway, so Cinch submitted this question. Okay. All right. It is a yes or no question. Okay. And it is one of those hypotheticals that no one should know the answer to. Is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? Yes or no. Uh, Craig is looking at the ceiling, contemplating this. Gut check. Because yeah. I really think, to a certain extent, Hall of Fameness is a gut check to some extent. It is. I would say just thinking about it, not counting his wins or yards, I would say yes. Okay, defend that. Why? <clears throat> Based on consistency of performance. Though he's... Has he won a Super Bowl? No. No. He hasn't. He lost. His, did he play in a Super Bowl? I'm going to look that up right now. I do not believe the Chargers have been to a Super Bowl since... Uh, uh, what's his name? Stan Humphreys. Oh, wow. Am I thinking that far back? That yes, that was 1992. That was the year they started 0-4. Won 12 straight and ran all the way into the playoffs into the Super Bowl and lost, got crushed. This is true. By, I believe, the 49ers? Yes. 
That was a Steve Young Super Bowl year, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that was right in that era where both the Cowboys and the Niners were really, really good. Oh, I remember that Super Bowl. With, it was the 49ers they played in the Super I'm Bowl. I'm pretty sure it was 49ers and they, Chargers. they won like 56 to 14. It was not close. <laughs> it was not. I stopped paying attention to it. It was not close. And I remember because... No, maybe no. That was a year later that Buffalo was really, really good again. Nineteen ninety three, because they crushed my Joe Montana led Chiefs. Yeah, in his first year. So Craig is looking up Super Bowl history. Let me give uh, me a, no. Well, let's see, he has a, he has a few records. He has two, but he has not been to a Super Bowl. Um, I know the Chargers no. don't have a championship. I know that for a fact. I don't believe they've been to a Super Bowl. No, I don't think so. So while Craig is reviewing that, one more bump for Ode to Blumpy. That was really solid. It's really good. I'm, if you I'm ever find the... that beer. Um, you... Where did you find it? I found this at uh, Turnpike Spirit Shop in Fairfield. The little one at the top of the hill on Black Rock Turnpike? Not uh, a little one, but it's... Yeah, near where Carvel used to be. I was just going to say where there used to be a Carvel. Okay. That, that, that seems one. to be your go-to to find a lot of this stuff. They do have a walk-in refrigerator. They do? They do. That is good to know. It was back there. So, so if you're listening to us, hashtag sponsor us, turn, turn no. back spirit shop. Yeah, no, I guess uh, I guess they don't because he took over for Breeze in 2006. Right. That was the year he went to New Orleans because he was coming off of that weirdo injury. And all of a sudden, San Diego was like, we don't know if Drew Breeze can play. So we're going to draft Eli Manning. Yeah, and he did play him. with Danian Tomlinson and Antonio Gates. Yeah, he's got talent around him, and they've never gone deep into a playoff. No. I think they've been to an AFC championship once under him. Maybe. And that's a guess. That they've been to the AFC Championship. So my answer is no. He is not a Hall of Famer. It's fair. Because there's two things that get you Hall of Fame. In baseball statistics and comparative statistics. Unless you're Pete Rose. Unless you're Pete Rose. In which case, comparative statistics (laughs) will lead you to betting and lead you to be not in the Hall of Fame. But in basketball and football in particular, it's championships. And yeah. did you make the most of your opportunities? I mean, and they he was have in the, not. He was in the Pro Bowl seven times. Great. Uh, passing leader in 2008. Fantastic. Most yards in 2010. Fantastic. Most yards in the AFC in 2015. Highest passer rating in 2008. Hold on. Hold on. I'm getting a phone mm-hmm. call. Two phone calls simultaneously from Joe Montana and Tom Brady. <laughs> and they're both telling me. Hold uh, on. Hold on. We don't take phone calls from Tom Brady. Oh, you know what? Okay, wait. Joe's texting me. And he says, none of that matters. <laughs> and he sent a picture of his hand full of Super Bowl rings. That's true. You know, I mean, that's the, in baseball, that matters. Mike Piazza is Fair. in because he compares favorably to other guys that's true. at the position. He just can't throw a second. That's, that's separate. That's, that's a completely a separate, separate thing. <laughs> he was not a great defensive catcher, but offensively, he's one of the best of all time. That gets him in. It does not get you in in football. This is true. Championships matter. Championships matter. So to me, no. The answer is no. Philip Rivers is not a Hall of Famer. All right. Craig says yes. Britt says <clears> no. <throat> we won't go so far as to make this a Craig counter Craig, but we will post it on Twitter <laughs> on Friday. We'll post on it. It's just the base question, is Philip Rivers a Hall of Fame quarterback? And let's see what the uh, Twitterverse says to us. Now, is Antonio so. Gates a Hall of Fame tight end? Yes. Even though yes. he hasn't. Even though he does not have a championship. He's played in a Super Bowl. He's played in the Super Bowl. And he was revolutionary at the position. Name me name me two or three tight ends who had a bigger impact on the game than Antonio Gates. 
The silence is definitely Maybe there. Gonzalez. Maybe. But he's a Hall of Famer, too. All right. Yeah. I can name you 12 quarterbacks that have similar numbers to Phillip Rivers that are not Hall of Famers. I can't name you 12 tight ends who have similar numbers and impacts that are not. Antonio Gates. Yeah, Antonio Gates that are not in the Hall. So. All right. All right, let's get on to our fabulous draft recap. The draft was fantastic for me. I'll go first. The fanta- the draft was fantastic for the first three picks, and then it fell off a freaking cliff. I literally screamed at the television. <laughs> um, so Christy, my wife, watched the draft with me. And when I say watch, she was doing other things, but she would look up when I reacted. And she really liked watching fan reactions because ESPN does That's that. awesome. They'll immediately, the moment the, the commissioner... The one is still classic. Right. The, <laughs> the, 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 um, the moment the commissioner stops talking, they go to whatever group of fans are there and they see the reaction. And my wife said, that's all I need to see to know if it's good or bad. And she saw very excited fans for picks one, two, and three. And then she saw the, the pick four where the reaction <laughs> was kind of like, all right, we can work with this. Yeah, all right. And she was like, that was not a good call, was it? And I went, no, that was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I, if you have not I, read it, go to our website, fignutsdfs.com. I read the Browns, the riot act. Are for the Browns pick. drunk? If in another Are they class, drinking more beer than us? In another class, that pick makes a lot of sense. They needed secondary help. They do. That I, there's no denying that. But you need help everywhere. You needed help everywhere. You passed up good linemen on both sides of the ball for a guy in the secondary. You're trying to tell me that you can't use Quentin uh, Quentin Nelson? Or Bradley Chubb. Or Bradley Chubb. Joe Thomas just retired on you. <laughs> the best offensive lineman probably in your history retires on you. And he was a you. guard, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, but still, again, you no. Well, I mean, um, Quentin Nelson's a guard. Is he so. okay? There you go. I, I I don't have that right in front of me. You and and guards and tackles sometimes move around. It's it's a skill set thing. Sometimes it can happen. Sometimes it can't. But you just lost the greatest guard in your history. And what did you draft? A secondary person. Well, they don't have any good secondary. They don't have any good line. <laughs> well, did you did you read their um? What's the name of the GM in um the, at the Browns? And everyone who gives them a draft grade, a, a, a draft grade above B, should should be drawn. I out gave the them a D. I gave that pick. A I D. think John Dorsey was drunk. That's it, Dorsey. Personally, Dorsey was listening too much to the the defensive coordinator. Because all right, really, you really thought Baker Mayfield is the answer out of all the quarterbacks you could pick a problem from? Too. I thought I thought Darnold out of was all go. the quarterbacks you could pick from. Baker Mayfield's the answer, and there was he's going to be the next Tim Couch. The the two happiest teams, the the only teams happier than the Browns that Baker Mayfield went one were the Giants and the Jets because oh, the both the guys Jets, they wanted. The Jets made out. I think I think they got as of right now. I think they got the best quarterback in the draft. The Jets have one of my they're one of my winners and my winners and losers. Yeah. They, oh no question, no question because you know who else they drafted? Who else? In like the one nineties and six round six. Foley Fudusaki from the University of Connecticut. <laughs> the defensive tackle I screamed about during the fabulous draft preview he went did. to the freaking New York Jets. I am now you can get a Jets jersey. And, and before that, uh, so so that's one of Britt's big winners is the Jets. They also got a, got a, a tight end named Chris Herndon. Who did? Chris Herndon. No, the Jets or the Browns? The Jets. Okay. This kid is so raw. 
He has amazing potential. Miami of Florida, amazing potential. All the knocks on him are mechanical stuff that can be conditioned Coached. and improved. Yes. Right. He is a tabula rasa. And supposedly, all the physical gifts are there, just none of the refinement. So right. people are saying he's either never going to get it. Like, you know who you know who he reminds me of? And I hate to use this name because it's another Jets pick. He reminds <laughs> me of Kyle Brady. Oh, tremendous God. potential. Oh, God. <laughs> tremendous physical potential, right? But yeah. looks like he couldn't ride a bike out there. He's so freaking awkward. That's what I hear about this Chris Herndon guy. He just needs the right coaching to be successful. Right. He could be. They could have gotten a franchise quarterback and a franchise tight end in the same draft. And it's very possible. Ask the Patriots how great it is when you have a franchise quarterback and a top three tight end pass catcher. Because it hasn't just been Gronk. Before he went to jail, Aaron Hernandez was pretty damn good. Before Aaron Hernandez, Ben Coates was pretty damn good. Ben Coates? Yes, Ben Winter Coates. I remember him well. <laughs> there, There is a long line of folks there. The Chiefs were good. Tony Gonzalez. Now, and now with um, that guy. What, what was I just knocked something off? Uh, he just probably knocked something off the wall. <laughs> you know, I, the bottom line is the bottom line is tight ends can matter. So if the if this if Darnold and Herndon both work out three years from now, the Jets, they, they could be they a, could they could be a because let's be honest and again not Patriot bashing right bashing but the Patriots right now are on downswing. With what's going on with their management, their we don't coaching. We know what's going on there. That's the no whole thing. No one knows. Brady's getting older with no backup in sight. So, What was your take? All right, let's divert from the draft really quick. Yeah, yeah. What was your take on the Brady comments where he refused, where he said, I'm going to take the fifth? When Did you see all that? I saw a little bit of it. So okay, it so the two-second version for somebody who knows nothing about what I'm talking about. I believe he was doing some sort of uh, discussion on sports and stuff and... Uh, with Jim Gray and somebody, and I think Jim Gray asked him, do you feel respected by the Patriots organization? And Tom Brady's response was, huh, I think I'm going to have to plead the fifth there. Wow. Are you okay with that? <laughs> no. Why? I'm opening You're... it too juicy on that one. <laughs> oh yeah. Our other beer is, um, too juicy by two roads. Hashtag sponsor us. New England style IPA with a 8.2, um, alcohol content. So it's good. It is good. It is good. Um, I think when you say stuff like that, you're really because uh, this is going to lead me into the um, no, no, stay, stay with Brady. Don't go. I don't know, go down but the, it's going to go lead me. In, it's going to lead me into the Josh Rosen thing. We'll get there in a minute. All right. Just so, so I mean, you just sound really, really ungrateful. But like, at this point, does should he? I mean, the rumors are that they tried to move up to two. Because I heard a Giants. rumor that if the Browns didn't take Baker Mayfield, they were going to trade up to two to draft Darnold. Baker Mayfield. No. Oh, no, no, really? They wanted Mayfield. That's I what Darnold. I read. No, I read they wanted Mayfield for Here's some reason. Here's the problem with the Patriots. Really quick. We don't know what the hell they think or say. Because Bill Belichick answers questions like a magic eight ball. This is true. Bill, what do you true. think about the offense? Shaker, 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 shaker. Ask me later. That there's no the definitive. Yeah, there's no definitive answers out of there. There's no definitive answers. I just and again, we're not patriot and batching. No, but but Brady has to come to terms with the fact that he's in the twilight sunset of his career. 
Well, yeah. So they need to draft a quarterback because the Patriots are going to be around after Tom Brady's no longer wait, a Patriot. Wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. The Patriots will exist after Tom Brady is retired slash yes. dead? Yes, I assume so. That that That's not possible, right? I, As a business, I would assume they would still exist. Now, they did take a quarterback <laughs> in this draft. We said they had to. Right. They did take um, Danny Etling in the seventh round with number 219 overall. He was a quarterback out of LSU. LSU, okay. while it's not the team it was 10 or 15 years ago, it's not terrible either. No. You know, is Brady, should Brady be offended that they had the audacity to draft a quarterback <laughs> after he's quote unquote forced the trading of the last two? <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's... We'll have to see. But let's go to the Josh Rosen point because I think that's great. So, well, I think it's great. That's a great discussion point. So you heard what he said. I heard what he said. You saw him drop to number 10. I saw him drop to number 10. Let me just say before like Craig go off on this, I would give my left thumb to be drafted number 10 in the NFL draft. <laughs> right now, I will go on that stage with my name red, take out a machete, and hack <laughs> off my own thumb on national television if Boy. someone would draft me 10th because the signing bonus alone would be better than anything I could do. So, it, all right, so Josh Rosen, we all agree what he said was stupid, right? Yes. Now, do you do you ever does everyone know what he said? Go ahead. You're pulling. Up. I can see the he I can said, see the fingers flying across the keyboard. So he's getting uh, it. He said that there were well, I, I believe I the exact he, words were nine mistakes. Nine mistakes, not picks, because the Browns had two picks. So nine mistakes before him. Yep. Like what? What are you doing? Like shut up. <laughs> you know. You realize his agent was like shut the hell up. Probably like in the background. Yeah. Like, do you realize now you've put a giant target on yourself? You know, <laughs> like, there's going to be linebackers that slam you into the ground on purpose. And say, that's the first of your nine <laughs> mistakes today, Rosen. Get ready for Probably pain. More than likely. Because the Giants are going to wind up playing the, uh, the Eagles, or not the Eagles. The Giants are going to wind up playing the Cardinals. Yes, at some point. At some I, point. I don't have the schedule in front of me. They may even be on the schedule this year. But now what happens if he sucks? Yeah. What if he's the what if he's this year's Ken O'Brien and he's awful? Yeah. Then what is he going to do? We'll no other out. team is going to want him. We'll find out. So, as a quick aside, this leads me to the, the watching these comments come off of the 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 wire the day after because I fell asleep after pick 12. I'm not going to lie to everybody. I was asleep. I was live tweeting. I was answering other pundits. And I was like, "This is awesome." And then like pick 11 came up and I looked at my wife and I'm like, "I got yeah. bed." Bray went to sleep. And then um, I got home, took over Twitter, and just complained about Chaz Rosen. <laughs> Which was fine. <laughs> Which was fine. I mean, that's why it's a team effort. But um, so I woke up the next morning, and all I could think of when you say the agent's got to be in the background saying, shut up, is the time you and I went to the All-Star Luncheon, and Ric Flair <laughs> started going off script. <laughs> he was the guest manager. He was the guest of honor there. And... People started at, and he was like, he was in and, and, and to Ric Flair's defense. He was so open. He and, was and discussing. You could have said to him, how many times did you avoid getting a venereal disease <laughs> in 1986? And you'd be like, wow, well, there was this time in Austin. He would have answered the question. And somebody said to him, was there ever I can't remember what the exact question was, but it led to were there ever risque moments in your career? 
and he started telling a story that we will not repeat on air. And something about Hong Kong. Hong Kong <laughs> and houses of ill fame. And Craig is sitting next to me and he's going into detail about people who went into these houses of ill fame. Not him personally, but people he saw and he's naming names. And Craig's going, cut his mic, cut his mic. Oh my God, someone cut his mic. And I can only, that's that's what I imagined his, his agent had to be doing was like, somebody shut him up. So pull the plug out the wall. <laughs> yeah, throw a chair. Pull a fire alarm. For the love of God, pull a fire alarm. But yeah, and oh. now you're telling me. So Josh Rosen is telling me that yeah. he wanted to be a brown. Nope. No one wants to be a brown. What Josh Rosen is telling you is the same thing that Johnny Manziel told you the day he was drafted. He wanted to get paid, because don't forget rookie contracts, aside from signing bonuses, are relatively regulated by the CBA. Much like in the NBA, except the signing bonuses are a little bit more free in the NFL. What you get as the 10th pick is the same as the guy last year and the same as the guy next year. The signing bonus is the only thing that matters. So the further you drop, the further your rookie deal drops. That's what so he's that's telling his you. problem. Well, you know what? Suck it up, buttercup. You know what? I'm going to go on a rant right now. Oh, Here we go. Free. Start gonna, the rant timer. Open, I'm going to open Craig my is going to pour a beer. All right. Listen, these kids... They are coddled and praised from like age 10 all the way up. You know where NFL, uh, sorry, NFL, NBA draft prospecting begins? In like the freaking 10 and under leagues. And so there's a period of time where these kids aren't even in high school and they're being told, you're going to be a great player. You're going to go to the NBA. You're going to do this. You've got all the talent, blah, blah, blah. Suck it up. They handed you the keys to the kingdom in UCLA. UCLA football had a resurgent under him. It was fantastic. That does not make you football Jesus. Okay? There is only one football Jesus, and his name is Sean Alexander, (laughs) and he scored three touchdowns in like a minute. Okay? (laughs) This is true. Look it up. Look it up. Mario, our buddy Mario, is sitting there. He referred to him as Jesus, and he won a game. I was up like 50 points in that fantasy game, and I had it on my computers in the days before, like live streaming certain games, and all I heard was, touchdown. Kickoff, touchdown, touchdown. I'm like, how is it possible that Sean Alexander had three touchdowns in under? And then Britt lost. And I did. I lost that game by like 10 points because Sean Alexander had something like 63 points. Amazing day. You are not that guy. And even if you were that guy, you're not that guy now. You're walking in. You're trying to do the right thing. Suck it up. Go out there and prove yourself. You think that they made nine mistakes, Would you go out there and say, is you sit there and go, I'm excited to be going to Arizona. I can't wait to get out there and show every team that drafted somebody else in front of me that they missed an opportunity to draft the best quarterback in the draft because the Cardinals are going to win like seven Super Bowls under me. Peace out. That is what you do. Instead, what you came out there and said, oh, I didn't get enough money at pick 10, and now I'm going to whine about it. Eh. Shut the <laughs> hell up and go out there and play. You are an NFL quarterback now. Go out there and act like it. That's all right. I'm That's right. Rant on. I'm done. There's our, there's our Josh Rosen rant. My Josh Rosen. That's it. Just go out there and play, guys. Yeah. Be grateful for the opportunity um, to do this. So here, here's a question for you. Do you think uh, Berkeley's drafting by the Giants yeah. has extended Manning's career? By a year, at least. I figured that uh, Eli had two to three years left. Um. I can't imagine the Giants would have made this move without talking to him and saying, barring significant injury, how long do you think you're going to be around? And him saying at least another two or three years. 
They're not gonna. Fair. They're not gonna go the Peyton Manning route. They're not gonna go the Josh Rosen route. They're gonna draft somebody, throw them out there, and let them go three and thirteen, and say, "Did you learn something from that? Great, because you're gonna be better next year." I don't see that. The Giants are gonna want to mentor somebody, much like the way Darnold's gonna be mentored. I mean, again, I don't know that Darnold's gonna start. I don't think he is. You've got McCown. You've got Taylor. You've got veterans there. He yeah, should I hope start. he doesn't start unless they really, really need him to. You know when he starts? When your losses hit double digits. The end. When you are in your 10th or 11th loss and your season is lost for the year, you throw him out there for a start. Fair, but you don't think he should start the season? No. If you're 5-9, and nine, oh, let's go in for, for that. Let's say you're 4-10. and 10. You're going into week 15, you're 4-10. and 10. You're out of the playoffs. Yep. Throw him out there for a start. But then he's seen 14 games. He's practiced for all this time with experienced players. You've True. got nothing to lose, and you're prepping him for next year. That's the kind of quarterback that I think the Giants are going to need. So I really look for the Giants to draft quarterback next year. This is a huge bump fantasy-wise for everyone who wears a Giants uniform. No one feared Orleans Darkwa. No. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sure he's a great guy and a wonderful player. No one feared him. When Odell Beckham streaked past the sideline, the safety never for a half a heartbeat thought, I got to keep an eye on the line just in case it's a handoff to Orleans Darkwa. True. Never. Was that now? That is a thought. Have you seen Barkley? And I am a huge Barkley supporter. People are going to sit there and go, oh, my God, you're so far up his butt. Yes, <laughs> because he's amazing. He's a generational talent. He has, he has the ability to Long avoid as, um, tackles like Barry Sanders, and he has the ability to shed tackles like Jerome Bettis. Yeah, and as long as the Kijana Carter ghost leaves him alone, he should be okay. Hey, you know what? He is the closest thing to Franco Harris we've seen out of Penn State in a long time. I'm going to say that. That's what I'm going to say right there. So you're saying he's better than Kijana Carter was? Yes. Better than Carter, better than Enos, better than the A-Train. He is the best running back we've seen come out of uh, Penn State in probably 30 years. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. And with that, walking down the street, he just twisted his ankle and his leg <laughs> broke physically his knee. fell off he fell of him. the traffic, got hit by a car. <laughs> the leg fell off of him like a G.I. Joe action figure. <laughs> and his career is, no. I really think he is a generational talent. The more I watched his tape, the more I watch this stuff, he is in every single draft I have seen since the NFL draft, every dynasty draft that holds an early draft, he is first round, first pick every single time. The end. Well, we'll see if he lives through uh, preseason. He'll be fine. I'm personally, I thought he, John Carter would be fine too. And then he broke I, his knee on the first play of the on, first on all, game of with preseason. All, <laughs> with all due respect, he is three times the player Kajana Carter was coming out of Penn State. True. Well, I'm just my that's just my side take on hating preseason. So all right, so let's let's move on. Who was who had the best draft, Craig? You don't have to go into um, detail, but give me a team. Best who draft, the Ravens. Okay, and that's your your Ravens lovers all of a sudden. At least on the at least in this draft. I mean they got a, a the top tight end in the draft and a very capable quarterback to replace mm-hmm. Flacco when it's time, which supposedly he's angry about. Really? Supposedly Joe Frank Flacco was like, what the hell are you doing? Drafting a quarterback. If I were Ozzie Newsome, first <laughs> off, I would do the Batman backhand. You see in all those memes where he slaps Robin across the face. Yeah. 
First off, I would backhand Joe Flacco. And I would be like, what have you done? There was a great headline on this. Joe Flacco is upset and he has no one to blame but himself. That's how I felt about this pick. True. I mean, A, he's is like Brady. He's getting older and he's not an explosive quarterback. He's, he's consistent. A manager. He's very, very consistent. Like he's you have Joe manager. Flacco in there, you know what you're going to get. Right. He's not an explosive right. Drew Brees quarterback. You're going to get X number of touchdowns. Right. You're, and, and you won and, a Super Bowl with him. Right. You're, you're going to get X number of touchdowns per game, and you're going to get X plus one number of interceptions per game every single time. And the yardage is going to be between two and 300 yards every single time. Yeah. I'm going to say 150 and 300. He's probably the most consistent quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Average Joe Flacco stats, 182 yards, three touchdowns, four picks. That's an average Joe Flacco And they still may win. Right. 160 (laughs) yards, one touchdown, two picks. That's an average Joe Flacco line. It's not good for fantasy, which is where we largely focus our efforts. So he goes unnoticed in a lot of the fantasy stuff. It's good backup. Yes. The Ravens have done well. I'm very pleased with the Ravens. Uh, Who do you think got the top draft? I'm going with the Jets. They got the franchise quarterback. They got a tight end they can mold into a franchise winner. And they've got Foley Fudusaki. There you go. Who I, I'm pretty sure I'm still butchering his name. I need. I want a Jets jersey um, with Fudasaki on the back. We'll probably find you one. Oh, great. Who I'm, had the worst draft? I'm going to go with the Browns. It's tied for me. Tell, make your, The Browns are one of them. Make your case for the Browns. Go. You had your choice of quarterbacks, and you picked Baker Mayfield. Okay, so personal preference. I'll let it slide. Okay, not great, but I'll let it slide. Now go on. Um. So basically, you saw what this kid did in the pre... Or, in college, and you're going to expect him to instantly come in and lead a team. Yeah. That's not going to happen. Right. Um, you're either going to be the next uh, Johnny Manziel or Ryan Leaf. Yep. Um, also, with their fourth pick, um, they made a case saying they needed Ward to improve their secondary because yeah. they watch films of their defense, and they are always two steps um, they got to the quarterback and they were about two steps off from sacking him. Right. So they felt that they needed better cornerback to make their quarterback hold the ball more. Mm-hmm. Don't think so. And like I said, we said before, you needed help everywhere. You, you could have got the best guard in the draft and probably the best linebacker in the draft. And you went for a cornerback who is good, but you, just, you had better choices. Let me just read off a list of names. I'm going to skip the quarterbacks. These are all people that the Browns passed in order to take Denzel Ward. And Denzel Ward is clearly the best cornerback in the draft. Right, right. You passed on Quentin Nelson. You passed on Roquan Smith, who people are calling the next Brian Urlacher, by the way. I I saw that. Including me. And Brian Urlacher, maybe. Yep. Mike (laughs) McGlinchey. Minka Fitzpatrick, who is a great defensive back. I probably would have put him uh, up with Denzel Ward. But... Vita Vea, Deron Payne, Marcus Davenport. I mean, these are all guys who are up there. Yeah. Um, That's why it was such a miss for me. They needed to trade down there, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. Uh, Are you surprised the the Broncos went after Bradley Chubb instead of a quarterback? Are you kidding me? I think John Elway probably did a spit take when he saw he was available at that pick. (laughs) You're saying he spit out his uh, beer or water. Yeah, so here's here's John Elway's night. I'm going to reenact John Elway's night. Okay. All right, guys, get ready. To, all right, Mayfield one. All right, that was pretty expected. I don't know what I would say. Saquon Barkley two. Okay. All right, don't worry. We still got... Oh, there goes Darnold three. Okay. 
All right, so there's still two good quarterbacks on the board, a lot of guys at defense, a lot of guys offensive line. Wait, Denzel Ward. Den- Wait, did I miss something? Is Bradley Chubb still available? Bradley Chubb is available to five? <laughs> put it in. Don't think about it. Put it in before Cleveland says they put out the wrong thing. The end. Scene. He probably messed himself with Chubb. He thought Chubb would go four. Well, as most people. As most normal people did. <laughs> but Greg Williams, I think, who is in, in, in Cleveland now, was kind of like, ah, oh, we're more worried about our secondary and our defensive line. No! <laughs> Both are bad. So you take the best available player, and the best available player there was Chubb. Yes. It's not like you had an all-star defensive line, so you had to go secondary. Defensive line and linebacker, your entire defense was listed under area of need. I'm not even joking when I say that. Your entire defense was under area of need. You blew it. Oh, uh, yep. So, all right. So, all right. We got we to gotta wrap up in a minute. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I have the Jets as a big winner. I have the Baltimore as a big winner. I have the Chiefs as a terrible big loser. I don't think the Chiefs did enough to address their deficits. Um, their big problem was that they needed secondary help and they didn't draft any until like the fourth round at the same time, free agency changes the way the draft works. So I'm going to give them a little bit slide. The Colts were also my biggest loser because they overdrafted certain positions. They drafted two defensive ends, two linebackers, two guards, two wide receivers, and one running back. That's it. No safety, no, um, no interior line on either side of the ball. I, I, I'm sorry. Well, that's not true because they drafted two guards. They over-focused on their needs and did not. I think they passed up good players along the line. Yeah. Um, as far as the Bengals go, I felt they did. They got a B for me. Uh, they drafted Billy Price first. Uh, he is a center, probably the best, one of the best centers in the draft. Uh, so he's instantly going to improve their offensive line. They also, in round four, they picked up Mark Walton, uh, who is probably going to be a really good sleeper pick running back. He's also good. really big on special teams. That's that's big um, where they He's going to take now. over probably from, from uh, Bernard. Also, I mean, Mixon's probably going to wind up starting over Bernard, but who knows with Joe but Mixon But now you don't have to injuries. think about using Bernard or uh, Mixon on special teams. Right. You have that depth now. And let's face it, at... Running back, you guys have been flimsy. I mean, not yeah. in terms of performance, but in terms of uh, health. Yeah, they've been broken. Yeah, so this this gives you some depth. Uh, sidebar: It was really nice to see Shaquem Griffin drafted by the Seahawks. It was. So he he's going to be really good he there. I'm sorry. Pete Carroll is like the freaking ancient one of um <laughs> of, of 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 defensive speaking. So he's going to be fantastic. I saw Doctor Strange this weekend. Yep. That's why I'm you know, nice. Referencing. Uh, other sidebar is uh, best value pick. Yeah. The Atlanta Falcons picked up Calvin Ridley. When? Uh, they got him in the... Because I don't think it's as good as Foley Furusaki out of the University of Connecticut <laughs> to the New York Jets. Let me see what round he was drafted in. I don't know. Oh, if... you're killing me. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is essentially a new version of Julio Jones. Maybe. He was really amazing I'm in college. Not, yeah, I'm not sold on him yet, to be completely honest. With that being said, he's probably my first rookie picked in the next <laughs> fantasy draft, to be completely honest. 
I like rookies, and particularly in our format. So, so, so it, yeah. So to me, as Craig's looking that up, Colts and Browns didn't do as much as they could have. I'm thrilled with Saquon Barkley going to the Giants. And uh, he's be an immediate that impact. was their first pick of the 26th overall. But the Jets and the Baltimore Ravens had the best draft, in my opinion. So, all right, final thoughts. We got to wrap up. It's going to be a busy month, so we got to wrap up a little early. Craig, final thoughts. Uh, the draft happened, so it did. These are going to have very big uh, fantasy implications. Agreed. On certain teams, not every team. Certain teams. And that feeds into my final thought. Now that the NFL draft is over, it is time to shift gears and start talking about fantasy. So next week, Craig and I will be back to talk about fantasy rookie impacts. Which fantasy rookies or which rookies will you want on your fantasy team? Where and when? We'll start doing that next week. In the meantime, I am Britt. I'm Craig. We are the Football Fig Nuts. Have a great week, everybody. (sighs) 